Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. And now that they're hearing about this talk, though, they're going to wonder what that talk was. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you should have been... You guys don't know about the pre-show. We've, we've hyped it up so Sorry. long. Oh, man. And when you make it to the Five Timers Club Lounge, like, pre-show gets so much more exciting. It gets lit. Yeah. Oh, like, there is a constant... Honestly, we have to confirm that you don't have any sort of... Um, you know, uh, issue with uh, strobing lights <laughs> and right. the constant okay. sound of and it's not that there's a club in there it's that that's what uh, Wicket's chair is just doing at all times yeah it's just that's he's he got to pick his own chair he's the only member the like it was like a unanimous vote because he's the only member of the five timers club so <laughs> So right, right now he's got a lot of sway in there. <laughs> Just pick and choose what he's doing. Oh. But welcome to the show, everyone. Um, this is your, as always, your host Taylor B. Uh, we got the bagels here. Hi, bags. Hello. And our special guest, Mister Trams eighty seven. How are you, sir? Well, hello. I am doing really well. Thank you for for uh, inviting me on the show. Really appreciate it. Groovy. Yeah, it's great to have you. Groovy. I'm gonna do I feel like a lot of times we just kinda dive into stuff with the host, but I'm gonna do like a little coffee talk. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a little get to know trams. Uh for everyone. Good. Uh sure. trams, trams, trams. Alright. So what is I, I, I think I know the answer since you picked tonight's topic, but what's what are some of your favorite uh, spin foil theories, whether they panned out or not? Uh, if, if you have any off the top of your head, uh, that were like always a favorite, like for me, I always really enjoyed Rasputin shot the traveler in the back, even if it doesn't look oh, like that happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But like, I always thought that was a great theory because like, that would be like, honestly, like say what you want about what actually happened. Like, I'm not here to argue that that would be really cool if it did though. <laughs> like that spin foil theory is hilarious because it's a run on like of itself in the fact that I think maybe like 60% of the Destiny community is still using that as a theory. It's like, if you watch other people's videos and stuff, it's like, Rasputin shot the Traveler, and he that's why he's still on Earth. It's like, no, no, it's, that's not confirmed. Yeah, it's not confirmed. There, I, I, I think as, as we talked about on our show once, there is like, I'm not saying it means he shot the Traveler in the back, but there is that piece of code where it went differently than it did in the trial run, and something was activated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just curious as to what that was. That's that's all. That's all I'm saying about yeah. that. That's um, <laughs> that's a, but, it's a lot for that for that specific. Uh, he's referring to the unsecured outcry mm-hmm. uh, chip card. Uh, basically, it, it takes the original, um, act, like the original Loki Loki crown uh, lore card for I think it's Rasputin Five, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, something like that, and uh, it adds a little bit more to it. Like you revise the code. Uh, is basically what what Taylor's referring to. Yeah, like it, it plays out differently than in than in the standard stuff. Like in in the first one, um, not like it, it lays out the conditions, and then like in Rasputin Five, I think it is the one that a lot of people reference to. Like he doesn't meet the criteria, 
in in Reckless Outcry, he does. And something gets activated. But we don't does, know what yeah. that is. I'll die in the hill, but I don't think it, it got activated necessarily. It's still just a bunch of F-states. Well, no, no, I'm not saying, I'm not saying <laughs> what was activated is he attacked the Traveler necessarily. I'm just saying something, something happened. That's, that's all I'm putting out there. I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not, like, I don't think nothing happened because it's not the same as the prime example of nothing happening. Really interesting because those, both those entries are Kind of like I don't know. I like to kind of think they're oxymorons, just because they're all no, they're like more like they're polar opposites. Because one kind of makes you feel like some sort of defensive structure or weapon was activated, and the other one suggests that some sort of uh, I don't know, like a pre-checklist was done to see or an analysis of the traveler and the fact that he's about to leave and what would be the optimal uh, yeah. choice that could be made but the crazy thing about this theory is that that would suggest that rasputin has the power to even cripple the traveler who is supposed to be power causal like the pyramids so yeah if, if he if he did cripple the traveler there's no way the pyramids would have been able to shut him down well i i think the theory is that he does a cadiometric blast because he has access to cadiometric weapons ah okay um Makes sense. Yeah, so that in, in that way, it's it's sort of like he's you know he's shooting an impossible being with impossible energy. Like he's got a bullet made of unobtainium. Like uh, you know what I mean? Like it's it's got like the <laughs> silver bullet. Yeah, like it's got well, you're shooting a magical being with a magical gun. So like you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. If, if that if that were what happened, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that card says he shot the traveler. But something happened in that, like, he didn't do nothing in that card. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, something was done. Even, even, even if it was just a test run, he used, something was used. Yeah, like, something got And then there was, an, there was an analysis of, the, of those results that were either negative or just added, like, whatever. Yeah, like, some, something's up there. But, 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 but. We can we can have you on for the revisit because I'm sure we're going to learn some stuff about Rasputin in the coming year here. Um, yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, that 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 was fun. That, that I think I think that'll be great. That'll be great. To, a great to, a great revisit with uh, with some fresh eyes on the on the situation. But quite similarly, everyone, while we're not here to talk about that specifically, just before we get too far down that that specific topic, uh, just to let everyone know on what we're here for <laughs> um, <laughs> this week's episode is a rabbit hole dive, which we haven't done one of those in a while, uh, into Rasputin's protocols. Now, in the past, we've done an episode specifically about uh, Rasputin had to uh, kill Felwinter, and we'll touch on that again here with uh, with Trams, but uh, just, just mm-hmm. so you know, like, this is a more of a, a more broad uh, take on what drives what Rasputin is like what and now that we know so much more than when we recorded that first one like what started as like an old what appears to be Russian Sputnik looking defense satellite uh evolved into the uh the prime uh defense mind for the entire solar system so like yeah like it's it's quite the journey but I think at its root like given that he was such a simple machine like He's got some pretty rigid base commands. Like, there's no ambiguity for him there. But that, that's that's what we're here to get into. 
Um, so yeah, for for me, um, I've always had the stance that Rasputin has, I guess, as I just said, some like very rigid protocols that he can't go against. Um, he can think around. He can th- he can try to execute them cleverly, and he can. I would say adhere to those protocols in very complicated ways. So he does have like an article of choice within his world, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's like there's there's still there's still like free will. Like he's not like yeah. He like it, it's not like a, a script is determining everything it's, that he does. It seems like it's a conscious effort by the programmers of Rasputin in order mm-hmm. in order to give him that ability to have that flexibility and creativity, uh, really. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah. He's a he's a he's definitely a, fr- a free thinker. I guess is a, mm-hmm. a simple way to put it without mm-hmm. boring people with like super technical talk. <laughs> but yeah, okay, he's he's an AI versus like just like a a simple a simple computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, um, for me, like some of those core things were probably go back to again, like when he's like that first defense satellite. Um, and I think maybe they were tweaked or added on to, but I think at its base he has, like, defend humanity. Specifically humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at its base he... He, like, can work with pretty much whoever he wants to that end. I I think, honestly, if, like, ultimately humanity survived, uh, that that would be within his protocol. And I think it actually allows him to, to not act. Um in Correct. that with the flexibility like i think you know because you know n- no reaction is still a valid reaction i would argue that he subscribes to like two out of three of like the basic ro- robotic laws obviously the one where he can't harm another human doesn't yeah. apply his prime directive is to uh to serve humanity or defend humanity and then um and then to uh, serve himself uh, those both to be seen, both seem wow. to be intact. All right, so that's really interesting you bring that up because a- as I think about it, and, and and there might be some error of of disagreement here, so I'll let I'll let you guys kind of chew on this and uh, and, and hash it out in response. But uh, so Rasputin specifically, I think we as far as like like air quotes humans, he's only killed guardians. But if you want to argue that any submine is still acting on Rasputin protocol, then technically, on the moon, uh, the AI, while didn't directly attack the uh, people being affected by the uh, the darkness orb, like the sort of heart of darkness thing they found, it did choose to leave the door shut and let it get let like people get eaten. Well, to even build upon that, on the last days of Kraken Mare, Rasputin directly killed people as they were trying to escape. I was just about to say. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was another submine. Yeah, that was my next example. Sorry, I thought that was another submine though. I didn't think uh, that was Rasputin directly. That, that's definitely Rasputin doing that. Okay. Yeah, that's he. He basically fires down. Um, I don't remember what the weapon is, but he, he fires down one of his weapons and just completely destroys a ship as it's trying to leave. Leave this yeah. in there on Titan. <laughs> the, that 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 law specifically is really really interesting because what he does is uh, after he does so he gets the sky shock alert and then uh, he like he figures out it's a paracausal event, which means it's something that's like way out of human beings control mm-hmm. um obviously he knew 
he so he knew about the pyramids before they were coming Correct. quite a while ago of, of, that's why the exodus uh project exists yep. and um so he so in that those like last few minutes when they were trying to jettison as many ships into space he deliberately seized control of particular com- uh, i think the law makes it sound like it was two vessels but i'm pretty sure it was one one vessel in particular who had i think it was either a colonel or a lieutenant and he just seizes full control and they don't comply and he basically says give me control or i'm gonna you know there's gonna be casualties so essentially what happens is rasputin kills like a ton of people with a warsat or one of the ships with a warsat um so that he can seize control and take take control of the the full launch basically that was happening uh in the cosmodrome so that every ship actually leaves Mm. but it didn't happen obviously because the darkness moved in a lot quicker than they than they thought it would do the law also suggests that um there were like darkness ground infantry that's the way every time i read that law every time i go over it it talks about there being like very briefly combat on the ground and how rasputin is sending out frames to fight off whatever is there so we so there's definitely something that they were fighting against well rasputin was fighting against in all um and trying to keep at bay to stop um humanity from dying but yeah Rasputin, Rasputin actually has a very long history of killing human beings mm-hmm. from like pre-Rasputin when he was just titled R in the very beginning. I think like the Ares one, he killed like we. So we would have technically had a fire team of four if he hadn't deliberately killed one of the 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 astronauts that was going to be uh, going on the trip. There was specifically, I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, I forgot um, about that. Yeah. That was but one of the, out. yeah, but one of the researchers basically wanted access to Rasputin's entire code. And uh, the inventor basically got agitated and Rasputin saw that she was upset and didn't want to give access to Rasputin. So Rasputin killed her by uh, making a surface wet, and some sort of causing an electrical fire or something. Something like um, that. And so, yeah, she slipped and she she died, and that was it. There was only three people who went on the journey to meet the traveler, and they were armed with weapons. But originally, they weren't going to be armed. So it's really strange because it's like you're arming yourself for something that you're carrying with you that you don't know actually killed somebody on the team. It's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely oofed, oofed. yeah no I, I had forgotten about the Ares uh the Ares mission um when he was still called r like yeah mm-hmm. i'd forgotten they killed he killed that guy <laughs> so yeah forget that shit i said everyone <laughs> um, yeah that was bullshit don't believe don't believe my lies <laughs> um i was i was wrong uh but yeah dude so what 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 particularly makes me wonder here, though, is uh, as, as one of one of my theories. We talk about it in the in the Rasputin episode. Is I think how Rasputin perceives time is uh, a little bit. Uh, I think the best way to like visualize it is if you're familiar with the Watchmen, how Doctor Manhattan is sort of like everywhere at once. 
because uh, the reason I have this theory is it's that that's the only way he could see uh, the Exo Stranger moving across. Is if he like saw her move from one point in time to the other because he's perceiving all of time at once. Well, this is this is this is what's really interesting. Uh, in the Ishtar Collective, there was a point where, uh, and I don't even know if a lot of people know that this law connects, but the the first like there was like four core people in the Ishtar Collective, mm-hmm. and one of them in particular had developed a weapon. Absolutely, a weapon, a device that allowed her to see into the Vex time stream, if that makes sense, or a, a time stream accessed using Vex technology, but they couldn't do it without Rasputin's help. And the law mentions a war mind, and I assumed, oh yeah, it's Rasputin because oh, yeah. the history doesn't really talk about this, but there was supposed to have been more than one. Warmind, I'm still really convinced that there is because there's, there's no way it can well, be only Rasputin. Remember Charlemagne? <laughs> this is crazy, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's some inaccuracies in the law between mm-hmm. D1 and D2. Oh yeah, well they there's a lot stuff. that yeah yeah like in in the D2 if you check out the Destinypedia they redconned like a ton of stuff and they made it out like Charlemagne and uh, Volupsa were subminds. Mm-hmm. But the law in the game right now suggests that at one point in time, Charlemagne and uh, Volopso were overridden by Rasputin. The code in the law entry literally says override dot 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 Charlemagne dot 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 Volopso, and he seizes control of two particular. Uh, I don't know, like uh, what do you call that? Like outer rim technologies whatever they were part of the defense system and oh, Rasputin like a, was one like of the a, three like a defense satellite or like a yeah like system? like defense satellites and he they had control of specific elements for life preservation and so Rasputin completely overrode their code code basically mm-hmm. um and it's really cool because the way it's written kind of suggests you know when it whenever you put a command into like a terminal or something it will finish off with dot, dot, dot. Um, but in the law, instead of saying dot, 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 it says stop, stop, stop. But the way it's written would makes me suggest that the war mi- the, the sub-minds or the war minds, they might have been lesser war minds, but they're still war minds, um, were telling Rasputin to stop, trying to take over them. That's the way it reads. So it's really interesting to me because I think, I, f- I feel like, Rasputin just killed two war mines, basically. He's, well, he's also, them. I, I, I also wonder, though, uh, you know, dot, 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 stop, stop, stop. Rasputin being such an older technology than probably mm-hmm. everything, like, I'm wondering if that's just part of the language that he's coded in at his base. Like, uh, like stop... I mean, if you look through history in, in forms of communication, I think particularly, because, like, I, I, I kind of want to look at this as more of a... Uh, oh, yeah, I see. Uh, uh, like, a view Almost of, like, like language. Code. Yeah, like a, like a view yeah. of language as opposed to, like, a view of code, because I feel like ultimately, like... but And I'm not saying Bungie, like, does stuff wrong, but, like, they're, you know, writers first. Um, so, like, I think if you go back to, like, telegrams, like, different forms of, like, messaging, like, stuff like that, like, stop. Like, you'll have, like, end of mm-hmm. sentence mm-hmm. With, uh, written, written like that. And... I, I think that has to do ultimately with the code because you can't put it. You have to write stop. It's all sent by Morse code and, and telegraph. 
and you can't put stop, you can't put period because that's just a that's a that's a that's a bit, right? That's that's a that's yeah, part of it, forming it, another letter, so you have to spell out stop. Yeah. To build on that that concept, there it could also be part of the programming language that stop is the essentially the end of the end of a line or mm-hmm. something like that. It, it's a readout um, indicating mm-hmm. that um, the the code um, executed successfully uh, yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it could honestly go either way. It's uh, I mean it, certainly there's enough evidence there to indicate that it could have been the the lesser war mines. Uh, putting or trying to stop uh, uh, Rasputin from from doing what he was attempting to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's a it, it's it could go either way in my opinion. So yeah, no, but yeah. It's, it's worth bringing out for sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was really clever writing because it could be interpreted in 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 two different ways, which is really it's always really cool when they do things like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Um. But I think I think even in all of these uh, items, you know, just to just to go back to uh, to what what sort of brought us here in the first place, all of these items, if ultimately, um, you know, if he's if he's sort of like spanning, uh, like like I said, and he can sort of see how each decision will really ultimately play out, then maybe something that appears like harsh or like anti-humanity, like at this end won't make sense till you can see like how that affects the flow of all choices like maybe he had to kill that guy because that guy i don't know goes crazy and tries to attack the traveler or like down the line that guy would have become corrupt or that guy needs right. to be a guardian later so we need to shoot him now what right, I right, right. is building off uh trams your mention of the ishtar collective mm-hmm. uh, their their vex technology um where basically they can kind of they kind of tap into the vex's potential to uh, project into the future. Mm-hmm. So and and like light of the situation where Rasputin shoots down the the ship on Kraken Mare, what if he could see uh, a pro- he could see the projection into the future where allowing that ship to exit the system further facilitated the the darkness and their ability to essentially eliminate humanity in our solar system. Um, yeah. So I, I could see all of that playing together. Uh, yeah, 100%. With, with Rasputin's involvement in that project anyway. Definitely. Like, I um, I think I did a, a little video a while ago where I specifically mentioned that um, because the, uh, the character at the time, and I'm going to say it's an Indian character, but I just can't remember uh, her name. There's so many names to remember. Maya yeah, Sandra? that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Maya Sandress. And um Him Lakshmi. So she sees I'm sorry, I got I have a, like a like some sort <laughs> of like rogue in my, spin in foil throat, in my yeah. throat. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to It was weird. Sorry about that. Never gonna live that down. Um but <laughs> Yeah, so she so she sees she she sees the future and obviously she runs she runs back. Well, she runs to uh back to her wife is what the law says. Um, so my, like, my theory was that she'd seen either the death of her wife or the, or her own death, or she saw a lot of things in the future that she wasn't supposed to see. And obviously she couldn't have seen that without Rasputin's help because he has to help control the technology. So I think that he was a part of that experience too. And that was what spurred on the Exodus project. So it's, and it's, him being able to know when the darkness was going to show, or have an idea about when the darkness was going to show up. So it's it's really interesting because it, in in this way, that's actually a probability kiln, 
that that yes. he's managing. That's that's the specific piece of technology that uh, the Ishtar Collective and uh, later very heavily pointed to, in my opinion, while not outright said, um, the uh, Future War Cult. Um, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And which makes me wonder. Uh, I, I think. You know, Rasputin obviously had access to the technology, but I, I don't think he's still helping make that work. I think he made, like, he helped make it work, and it can now work on its own, because I don't think he's helping the future war cult, right? Correct. Well, I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the law suggests, I don't know if I, I, I have actually looked into this, but I think, was, wasn't the device stolen or taken by a different group of people Ooh. at one point? The device is like the Ishtar Collective no longer have it. I know that for oh, sure. Oh, oh, um, I, I think that's is that part of the raid that that was just released? No, I, the the technology that was stolen from the Ishtar Collective by Clovis Bray in the New Journal was uh, right. just a unit, uh, so it can construct the gate. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, that's, that's different. Yeah. So yeah, the probability kiln. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something that's something they just like all had access to once they figured out how to, uh, how to basically like make it, it from the uh, from the goblin. Yeah, um, in my in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting as well that you mentioned the goblin because um, if you read, like I did a video a while ago about stasis, and it talks about how goblins when you so when you shoot a goblin and it goes into that shield, it's actually called stasis mm-hmm. that that's that uh whatever that okay, realm Bill, you guys uh-huh. you guys can't see it but i'm yeah. i'm doing my best uh star trek uh <laughs> like hand on both sides of the face cartoon right now like i'm the captain like oh really huh oh oh my like oh god i'm such a captain kirk over here but yeah <laughs> shocking <laughs> would you believe it um that that's very interesting and then now come to find out that uh that um exos are uh, based on vex well like at least heavily influenced by by vex technology mm-hmm. or yeah. radiolaria like specifically yeah. Yeah, that's no, alien no, radiolaria. So, like, I, I remember talking about it in our thing. Like, what if that's like even better than what our silicon can do? Oh yeah, I mean that, that makes sense. It's yeah. it's designed, uh, yeah, it's designed to transfer electricity. The the radiolaria, so yeah. <laughs> and the fluid in general. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense that it'd be very very efficient at uh, hyperconductive. Yeah, yeah. Should we should we prepare a banner bagels for when people technically heard it here first? Like, we can just drop that on the episode. Just be like, you heard it here first. Like, current confirmation. Just just splice it in at the beginning beginning of the, the podcast. I could put it there. I could put, it, like, the image in the description. Just like, hey, like, you, you, did you know? Like, it'll be like that pop-up video thing. Like, boop, boop. Did you know? STP was on the forefront of this idea. <laughs> We do sometimes occasionally pretend like we know what we're talking about. I mean, yep. it's... Always. Yeah. And I, that is 90, 90% of the job is pretending <laughs> you know everything. And then yeah, somebody I'll, asks you a question, it's like, oh, I need to check that. <laughs> exactly. And, and word to the wise, as demonstrated earlier in this episode, if you turn out to be wrong, just be wrong. Like, don't don't die on any hills. Like, this yep. is not going to yep. work out. It'll be a mudslide. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think on that note, that's a good break. Uh, we're going to break for commercial. So uh, we'll be right back, everyone. Oh, now. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for more in-depth conversation about destiny law. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Trams87, and I craft bite-sized cinematic destiny law videos. So join me each week as I journey into some of the greatest mysteries of Destiny 2. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash trams87. Stay safe and Godspeed. All right, and now we're back. That was a pretty sweet... Trams, I had no idea that you had such loud music in your ads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was so. I was I was excited just hearing it. Um, for anyone who knows, I'm putting him on the spot. <laughs> the, ad, the ad doesn't exist at this point in the record, so <laughs> we'll see what he ends up with and if my response was appropriate. We're leaving this in. Yeah, yeah, I'm leaving this in. Yeah, no, no, no. Every, everyone gets to hear this. This will this will be great. Um, but back back to the thing. Um. One, one, I think, guiding principle that we don't really consider is Rasputin doesn't seem to have much regard for, uh, like, environmental needs that people might have. Um, like, you know, I think it's just, like, at all costs, like, maybe we're at a technological level that you don't really, like, we are interplanetary, so maybe, like, Earth specifically isn't that important to humanity's survival. But, yo, Rasputin will just, like, open radiation on a place be like oh you guys were having fun in the cosmodrome huh radiation i i've broken the nuclear out to me about rasputin is a, is he he is a really drop satellites on people yeah like he he has like he's crazy he's like a crazy sentient ai that kills people frequently <laughs> from conception to now he's constantly been killing somebody well see like i just i just think of like i and i mean for better or for worse i think i think of that old like soviet block like uh stereotypical mentality on how to get stuff done like no i have a goal like my only my only protocol my only like really like uh driving force is to like i need to win so i need to do this and like honestly like in interstellar like paracausal like interdimensional like high stakes games like like we're in in the destiny universe i don't mind having a guy like that on our side i'm gonna be honest it, I, it makes a lot of sense yeah uh, especially i mean his name is rasputin he speaks russian and so that that whole mindset makes perfect sense that he, he's a one one at all costs type of type of unit whether or not um whether that includes uh killing some somebody in the name of the better the the bigger goal and i think uh, i think also well demonstrated in a nod to rasputin uh our rasputin has been demonstrably very hard to kill that we didn't get enough time with rasputin i feel like because there's there's so much more to like his relationship with anna bray and the like stemming from that the access 
that she was giving back to Rasputin in terms of like other space stations in orbit and some of this crazy stuff that's in the law, like uh, the whole pillory engram thing. But the fact that that is a protocol, that's an old protocol for a war mind that goes insane, but yep. it was like, mm-hmm. not properly tested. So that's why they didn't want to use it. Because, I mean, to be honest, I, Rasputin was like, he's pretty much insane already. So I don't know how that would have like affected him any, any more than he, than he already has a few screws loose. But um, well, yeah, I would have loved to have seen him. Like we had this huge buildup and it was like, yes, all of Rasputin's systems are online. And then it was like, Pyramid showed up, you're going to sleep. And that was it. I, I think or that, he ran away because it doesn't. The law doesn't even tell us what happened exactly. Well, okay. well I think he got it lucky. suggests like he got down pyramids enough of him. Yeah, yeah, like it suggests that basically there was some sort of like war mind level neural EMP mm-hmm. fired at Rasputin, and Rasputin like pretty much hightailed it as quickly as he could, I'm... whilst simultaneously getting completely shut down. I want to the same, like, you know. make the argument that the whole build-up of the season of The Worthy was to show um, was to show how strong the pyramids actually are, um, not to show how weak Rasputin is. Because okay. we spent so much time building him up that that should signify how strong he he should be, uh, especially just relative to most most things that we're accustomed to. But yeah. then the pyramid ship shows up and just immediately shuts him down. That whole buildup is to show the existential threat that the pyramids actually present without actually, like, destroying humanity. That would be my argument. That That's the narrative they're trying to present there. I, I like that. That, that, that. that makes sense to me. And also, that's also pretty scary. <laughs> right? <laughs> in, in a Destiny universe kind of way, like, they're, they're that powerful... Mm-hmm. Um, it almost makes me wonder how much more powerful is the darkness than the light. I guess we're going to see a lot more of that really soon. Um, I'm just like super duper fanboying over like all the stuff that's been coming from beyond light because I'm just like the journal. What? Like, how do I not spoil this for so many people? <laughs> that journal drop was insane. I as soon as I got my hands on that, I was like, holy shit! There's so much information in here. <laughs> So much information. <laughs> so, I mean, the, there is... Uh, I mean, like, let me just ask right now. Are you guys... Are you discussing spoiler-related stuff on, on the podcast? On, on the, the journal? Like, we did an on-the-spot... Like, yeah. For, for, We're doing part uh, like, two uh, tomorrow. Uh, oh, be, so okay. You, you're, allowed, okay. you're allowed to jump in on it. Yeah. yeah All right, cool. Because, <laughs> I mean... I have some things, like, okay, there are three things that stood out to me. The first one was the fact that, um, I think Europa, Europa, Titan, and was it Io are connected somehow? Um, and then, I think was in, I I think what, was it, uh, sorry. I'd have to double check. Uh, I think Enceladus was, was mentioned as well, but I I can't remember exactly. Enceladus, that's it. Yeah. Sorry. It was Enceladus, Titan, and Europa are somehow connected. And I thought that that was really interesting because um, I guess they do have some similar... So it was the climates. It's the climate. Something to do about... Something to do with Titan's water or just the way that the life 
exists on Titan is very similar to Europa, which is like the frozen equivalent of Titan. It's really interesting. And then uh, Enceladus. So it's really weird because Enceladus is all about... We don't know if the way in the lore Enceladus is referred to... Because it's referred to in two different forms. The planet and also obviously like the stuff that goes down in the deep within the deep stone crypt and we still don't know if Enceladus is like a chamber or a code or a thing and also a planet or it's in one location or it's I don't know it's super crazy that's entirely fair yeah we really don't know anything about Enceladus yet we have <laughs> twice in obscure, obscure right. point. <laughs> most of the time it being Cade who mentions Enceladus like I'm pretty sure everybody else, nobody else has mentioned it apart from him. Yeah, and then just the Clovis Journal. Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> now right. that we know that's where the Deepstone Crypt is, like everyone who's well, ever talked about that has technically talked about Enceladus too. Like, uh, yeah. well, the, oh, the that's true. Is probably still in Europa. Uh, we're not 100. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure Europa about that. Europa or Enceladus? Yeah, I might have conflated that there actually. A lot of e uh, e moons. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I, I think I think Europa's gonna have um the the Cryptana. The, the DSP. Okay, okay, that's that's the DSP. Yeah, okay. I had that I had that conflated then. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. No, that's cool. I mean, they're they're all planetary bodies that are in uh in orbit around Jupiter or Saturn. So it's it, I think they're all. Is Enceladus around Jupiter too? Uh. I want to say yes. I think it is. I... Oh, that's Saturn, actually. Yep, Saturn. Okay, Saturn. So I, Io and, and Europa that are orbiting Jupiter and then Enceladus is round. Saturn. Yeah, it's it's easy to get uh, them mixed up because Saturn and Jupiter have almost the same level of like moons and planets orbiting well, them. I mean, There's we just also... so many. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we've already... We've been... This will be the third thing uh, that... Or fourth thing, I guess, that's that's in orbit near or around Saturn right now. Yeah, that's right, actually. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, I guess the second thing was the Nine. I love how these guys are everywhere. They always wear, like, serious things are about to go down. Like, it's, it's, a, it's crazy to me. So, obviously, this season, we're going to see, like, a big thing about the Nine and, like, the Awoken... And I really hope Ahamkara. Like what? I really hope the nine comes at us hard, like all of a sudden, like uh, like the White Lotus Society in uh, in Avatar. The Last Airbender. Like the neutral. Yeah, they're just like like they're not these like secret society guys. Like all of a sudden, like all the cool people are secretly of the nine. Like they (laughs) they've had the tattoo on their hand the whole time. They've just been wearing gloves. They're essentially the Illuminati of the Destiny universe. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would love, like, I would love if, like, all the theories ended up being true just because there's not even actually nine members. It's like SEAL Team 6. They did that just to throw you off. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah, we've actually got 27 people who could (laughs) get themselves in the nine. (laughs) Like, it's just a clever name. So many people would be mad, but I would love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I think that would be cool. Like, and and in that case, like, I think uh, someone like Rasputin 
who hasn't been necessarily like that's the type of thing that could tie depending on how that goes like oh like uh if he's tied to that or at least like involved in that or more willing to work with them depending on what they turn out to be it's one of those well, things yeah. that, like it'll it'll make it, it potentially it can make everything he's done make sense because it'll be that connective tissue oh yeah he's got like buddies in this shadow organization group paracausal duders that seem to be uh seem to be also because one thing i'll say about the nine they don't necessarily <laughs> seem to be for humanity or even like anyone who's like tangentially our ally but they don't seem to be for anyone who's our enemies so what's really interesting about the nine for, like okay so i mean so to touch on rasputin real quick i mean it's going to be interesting to see if europa has rasputin if rasputin is on europa or has access to facilities on Europa because we we know from the a couple of trailers or images that we've seen there is a war mind lab on Europa so it's going to be really interesting. I was going to say yeah, Golden Age Rasputin was the Visa card of uh, of computer AIs. He was everywhere you wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, boom. And then the nine, the nine are really interesting because they're like according to the law there are two factions of the nine. So there's the nine who are the good guys and they are all about the light. And then there's the nine who are the bad guys. Uh the law suggests there's three of them and they are hell- hellbent on trying to exist without having to exist based on other life basically because that's mm-hmm. how the the nine exist. They are seeded from every living entity within our solar system but they are of uh they're from the ascendant realm yeah well yeah i feel like there's honestly there's more extrasolar whether it be like extra dimensional or just like like actually like alien but from this dimension there are more extrasolar players in in destiny (laughs) than i think there are like solar like factions because like really there's just like, I mean, alright, so I feel like the Awoken could go either way, depending on how, how like, far back you want to define their humanity. Um, but, like, you know, they, they were humanity still before they went into their little pocket universe and became the Awoken, so it's, like, it's a whole thing. Right. But, uh... That makes me wonder if, if there'll be Guardians who play Beyond Light and they just refuse to use Stasis. I mean, that that's even... The idea of that's pretty cool, that you just want to play the whole thing with Solar. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's going to affect your level to... Uh, well, affect how you progress through the story, because you have to use Stasis. Or can you just use, you know, Solar Void or Arc and just still happily, well, you know... Pretty cool to spell out a narrative there, is if you refuse to use Stasis, you actually couldn't progress... Uh, on, the, on the basis that, yeah, it, basically you have to adopt some level of the darkness. Or uh, a different different story, maybe? I, I, I will say for what it's that. worth, I bet there's going to be at least one story mission where they demo the new stasis power to us, where you have to play a stasis. Like, you can't not do it. I, I, I hope they do it in, like, a really clever way, though, where if, if you don't... Basically, you can try and not use it. You can resist against using it. But you will fail eventually, regardless of what you actually do. But if you oh, use okay, it, yeah, like you could pro- pro- prolong not using it right till the end when you uh, have to use it. Yep, that would uh, be amazing. That would be pretty cool. That that's a great way to handle something like. That. I'd love to see it. Well, I think it'll happen more close to the beginning of the story, though, because I feel like with every other new class that we've gotten and the original classes too, there's like a tutorial mission for it. And right, I, I feel like yeah, I, f- I feel like we'll just have oh, yeah. to play that at some point. Like we won't be able to not play it thematically like 
I'm really, really hoping that somehow they might not use it now, but I feel like the the broken shard of the trap. Well, it's not really broken, but like the shard of the traveler that's in the EDZ. I'm sure that's going to come into play real soon. Is that just because? Yeah, it's still there. Like you can go, you can see it, like on the map, and you can see it right now. It's still there, but isn't like I think that isn't that section going away? Is it really? Am I wrong? Like I haven't heard anything to that degree. So the the European Dead Zone is still going to be there. I thought that was leaving in lieu of the uh, the Cosmodrome. I think I'm pretty sure EDZ is still going to be there. Oh, all right. Then yeah, because yeah, cause, uh, yeah. Is that, yeah. Okay, I mean, that sorry. would be really weird if they. But then again, I guess this is like Rasputin. Rasputin having been relegated to living inside uh, a ghost in like a thumb drive has shut down <laughs> and accidentally released radiation all over the EDZ. <laughs> just can't go in there. <laughs> same old, same old story, guys. Rasputin just he just let he just let the radiation out. I wouldn't be, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. He's got it stored somewhere. That's what I'm saying, this guy is like, he has no, like, outside of humanity, he seems to have no regard, like, in the slightest for any other form of life. He's like, oh, trees, boom, done. <laughs> oh, like, he's, entire he's so ecosystem, and, on... entire ecosystem left in old Russia, sorry, have these rads. Yep. He's killed this. everybody, killed his yeah. own... Well, all right. So this Killed is all... his own reincarnation of himself. Well, all right. See, I that for... pained him to do it though. Like, I think he had. I think he was just like he couldn't get around it in his programming. Like, well, I, I honestly think he he could in, not get away. It was from a bad programming. thing or a good thing? No. I, all right. So he, I think, uh, free will within Rasputin doesn't want to kill Felwinter. I think base protocols having. Having oh. a Rasputin anything that's not that's not under, under the control of Rasputin, yeah, is, that's under that's aligned okay. to another faction, to, aka technically the Traveler, is a no no. Like that just can't exist, and he's got to put it down. Ah, uh, okay, like in a like a um, stray piece of of code, basically an yeah. anomaly. That has yeah, to be like it's deleted. it's it basically it. Yeah, he can't. You can't have. Rasputin can't have Rasputin working for not Rasputin. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's a legitimate argument to make. Yeah, uh, that, that, that makes sense. I guess yeah. it's a security breach, in yeah, a sense, yeah. because you can think of it like uh, a Felwinter could just access whatever he wanted, basically. It'd be like... It'd that be belongs like, to, to Rasputin. I mean, to put it in modern terms, like, professionally speaking, it'd be like, let's say I worked for Humanity the Company, it'd be like if the Traveler got one of our laptops that had sure. all our access codes on it. So I need to remotely, like, activate security measures and destroy that data. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's... it's I get, Rasputin is... Like, he has severe paranoia. Uh, obviously, he's sentient, so he's, like, he's evolving as time goes on. And he's been watching everything up to this point. But uh, it it's just weird to me that he would still want to get rid of Felwinter because the Traveler wasn't exactly using... He's, I mean, the Traveler doesn't directly doesn't, control well, anybody. I mean, whether he did it or not, Rasputin still had at least a protocol where he could attack the Traveler. 
I think that's like that's that's not up for debate. Uh, whether he did it or not, still is. But that protocol is yeah, like, that, that checklist is a hundred percent there to like to to like he's got to check off this list and he can attack the traveler. Um, you, you, can but, also, you can also make the argument that when when Rasputin killed Felwinter, that it was just a fragment of Rasputin. He was definitely not fully connected at that point when he did that. But it's he like things he had access to to consoles and all kinds of silly shit. Like things turned on for him, just for him walking. Oh in yeah, the room. he like, had he had like, a, he had, a, he had a master be, key. Like and, and I don't think Rasputin wanted to. I think like in in the in the way that he can, Rasputin loved his son. Yeah, but like I, it was just like like hard the hard yes no code about that type of thing was like no, and so like he just had to like he had to lure all of the uh, <laughs> all of the Iron Lords in. To uh, die by Siva, which really makes me wonder why he even allowed the Fallen to take it. Like, I know they did some underhanded shit, but, like, if you can wield it like that, where you can take down, like, Guardians, like, it's just so silly to me that, uh, that you can't just, like, oh, like, the Fallen have found this Siva cache? Let me turn it against you. And the, I mean, the worst thing about that, too, is the fact that Rasputin knew where, well, he knows where all of Siva is, because there's, mo- there's more than one Siva replication chamber and the fact that he just didn't use it to to help humanity at all he's just had it stashed on ice like we're suffering you could have rebuilt the entire world but you know i'm just gonna keep siva here locked down nobody can touch it yeah yeah that was brooklyn and he came in like the proverbial white woman and this mine's now I know it was built for you, but this mine's now, and sorry. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see how, because, I mean, we know that the Exodus Black had Siva on it, and we know it crashed on Nessus. Nessus is a really curious planet because we haven't really had a whole lot of uh, story or lore happen on there, apart from the Exodus, Exodus Black stuff, and then obviously Cade been stuck in the vex time loops but we haven't really had a whole lot of story in terms of where we're going next and there's like a considerably heavy amount of like fallen presence on what's Nestus too interesting about Nestus is it's sticking around it's not one of the planets that's going away yes so we will have the option to explore it further so it, siva could it, if siva's coming back that is definitely a target that it could come back on i'm more curious as to uh like what the Leviathan's gonna do? <laughs> Just gonna roll out out. Oh, I'm done here. <laughs> here, here. Here's the question: Which Leviathan? Oh, the 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 oh uh, the ship. The ship, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the Callus boat. Yep, the Callus, yep. Well, the the law says that Callus is like bounced, right? He's pretty much like, he took off as soon as he saw like he saw it coming. But like, show like up. I, I get that he's gone, but I'm just like so curious. Like, does he just go on a pleasure cruise in 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 like an adjacent system while while all this is going down? Like, is he just like and nope? All right, guys, let's go be opulent this way. It's really weird because like some of the law suggests that he's been in conversation with with the darkness before. Wow. And that's why he's always like running all over the place, kind of like the way the traveler does. He's always running. Is callous? That's at least that's the impression I get. So he's 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 kind of like Varix in a way. He's an opportunist mm-hmm. because his people fell. Oh well, okay, there was a coup d'état 
and he got bamboozled and well i mean <laughs> everybody else ran off with goal who's now dead who's now um, dead well but now his daughter's coming right yeah. she's coming to play uh, so i'm wondering if maybe he went to meet his army and just try to like in true callous uh ego fashion just go out there and just be like yeah you know you guys actually belong to me right it's okay you can you can come back i'm a very gracious guy let me right. rule you and i'll forgive you i wouldn't surprise me one but if you if you try to do that yeah yeah and then we've never really ever seen the real callus we've only ever seen the projection robot like unless unless the or... shadow realm callus is the real callus it turns out or, like he's in the ascendant realm you think uh i don't know if that's the ascendant realm i don't know if that's his own space he made haphazardly um I, I i don't know where that exactly is but there is a theory out there that 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 is the real callus and we have seen him interesting it's like he kind of had a similar thing that maybe happened to toland happened to him Oh, yeah, when he, he, when he exerts he exerts a greater level of will. Like I, I think he would definitely like have more of a manifestation than uh, in terms of like 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 driving force of like self will. I think he would have so much more than Toland ever would, just because of his ego. Because Toland is now he's like Toland just does at least the law makes him out like he's like this Russian roulette guy sat in the the ascendant realm who just comes in and drops a few hints to you know turn things in his favor particularly for guardians we seem to be the pawn of the universe i'm just gonna put that out <laughs> yeah. I, was, I recently did a video about the ascendant realm uh, and it was talking about the false promises mm -hmm. um or entry between spider and the drifter and it's just like what are we like the cleaner for the universe, uh, like, what I, is I, it? I, 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 so if, if, all right, so to, to make, to make a, a comparison, um, Drifter, or not Drifter, Spider is to Destiny as Kingpin is to the Marvel Universe. Like, honestly, he's like, I, I, I honestly think, like, if it were Kingpin who got bit by the radioactive spider, our spider is what we would get. <laughs> Like that that would be it. Like and feel free to at me on that one, everyone. Like I, I would love to hear. You can come at me with it, like, no, it wouldn't be Yatwood. He would become a total fucking man spider thing. Who's only two percent of his body mass is fat. Three hundred and eighty pounds of muscle. <laughs> like, yeah. Um Uh and yeah, and that's going to be something, because obviously I think on the road, uh, Rasputin being stuck in a uh, jump drive right now is a little unfortunate uh, for him, I think. But uh, I think as he gets uh, re reintroduced, well, because I feel like the, the whole slow like turnaround with him and uh, and uh, Anna Bray's like, sort of thing, since she's with him, is it's going to be like slowly, because he's only like a fragment right now of his code. Most of his code is either frozen, destroyed, or like otherwise unusable. So he's got to rebuild himself. Like he, it sounds like he has enough for the personality stuff to come through. Maybe not all of it, but like he's he is he is diminished mm -hmm. right now. Absolutely. So there's uh, there's yeah, going yeah. to be there's going to be some time, and it's really interesting because I'm wondering if it's going to be like Portal with Glados. Oh, like yeah. if he's, he's going to be middle. like maybe not as smart, a little loopy, <laughs> like he's plugged into the potato. One theory I had was that. With the whole, like, frame and 
this next season heavily, heavily talking about Exos, I was thinking that, okay, what if what if the Vanguard Dare doesn't get fulfilled by Aldrin and it doesn't get fulfilled by anybody else and maybe, like, Rasputin steps in to take over that role that Cade had. Rasputin's a hunter confirmed. Or, Rasputin, yeah. I don't, yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if anything, if anything, he's a warlock. But um, to sort of play off of that, uh, just because he ended up being a warlock, you know, Felwinter basically being Rasputin, I think it'd be interesting since he's so diminished and we're going to the Deepstone Grift. Why couldn't we upload what's left into an Exo body? Well, that's thinking because we we know there's a, a war mind lab there so it makes sense that there's this whole rasputin redemption story as he tries to well i re- think it'd be interesting if he or, called himself Felwinter in that body huh. i don't i don't think that's yeah. what he'll because do. he loves his son though but because he loves his son and he has like duality so he can exist in that body he can re-upload to all his systems like he doesn't have to be in one place like i think it'd be interesting to get like another air quotes fell winter that way because like like we said like it pained him to 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 kill fell winter like he didn't want to do it i think if actually rasputin could have had his way the reason he didn't go after fell winter so long as he was on his mountain is because he like he's like well if you just stay on that mountain i don't have to kill you so just please stay on that mountain <laughs> and that that makes a lot of sense to me uh, the the reason I, I I don't think that he would take on the name Phil Winter is on the basis of respect for his quote unquote son. I, I, I think he would recognize him as a, as a separate entity at, at that point. I mean, I don't think I mean, I don't know. For what it's worth, uh, I I don't think Rasputin is the guy to come up with like a fresh name. <laughs> um, that's no. that's just me. I I, I think. Yeah, there is like, no. That Rasputin didn't make a copy of Felwinter, and everything that Felwinter learned for his entire existence. Well, yeah, well, so up until up until becoming a guardian. Well, oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because obviously he lost access to exactly that body. Yeah, okay, exactly. He couldn't like Felwinter two redownloaded. No, that would be <laughs> that would be so sweet. Felwinter two electric boogaloo. He's not complete and he doesn't have guardian powers, but he is pissed and has a shotgun. <laughs> I, I think he means sniper, but sure. Um, you know, yes. That is my, is my answer. Um, I think, you know, I know uh, that this, is, this has been great and I think we can use 100% of it, but I know that you were on a little bit of a time crunch trims, so I think that's, we can start doing the wind down. Um, Thank you so much for being on the the show. Uh, where can just in case anyone's hearing you for the first time, where where can your new fans find you? You find you can find me on Twitter, just trams eighty seven, or you can find me on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash forward slash trams eighty seven. Awesome, awesome. Um, do you have any shout outs, my good sir? Uh, yeah, just want to say thank you to you guys for inviting me on the show. Really, it was nice to just, like, rant and, like, obsess and nerd out about about the lore and yeah. all these crazy theories that we have. I, I feel like we don't get to do that enough in the Destiny community, because a lot of the time we're, we're always trying to make sure we're staying on brand and don't spoil anything too much and stuff, no, but it's no, great that is, to, that is to not have some... Dennis. This day is, this day is <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah. why I enjoy it. Yeah, it's <laughs> so nice. Because always... I feel like there's a lot of people who want to engage in conversation about the law more 
you know like mm-hmm. uh, especially the stuff that yes it you know in an ideal world we wouldn't have spoilers but i, I, I you know i feel like bungie's kind of handled that and kind of been spoiling a lot of their own stuff which is good uh, i would, I would say to it being for... data mined or something yeah, I was gonna say. I would say for me and for me and the bagels, the only thing that I think we've gone hardlined about is it's not canon until it's actually in the game. We don't care if it's in the API. Sure. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Just because there's been stuff in the API that did not end up in game. So. Yep. Yeah. That's true. They change. They change the build constantly until yeah, exactly. it ships. Yep. You got it. Exactly. So uh, that's 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 probably the only hardline part we we go on but thank you so much that's, that's a great compliment uh you're you're certainly welcome back uh we're probably going to be pestering you in the future because you did so well yes um, no definitely <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm more than happy to come and uh it was crazy lovely. it was lovely and uh it honestly like um this guy with some of our friends on uh, guardians of lore put out a really sweet fucking video last week it's great yeah the default yeah i love it it's it's please please <laughs> check, you guys. if we can plug one specifically like for you like let it be that one because oh my god fun um <laughs> that, yeah uh, that that was that was a lot yeah. of fun i especially as a big fallen fan myself like i was oh boy you had me you had me cheering so <laughs> that was that was great um of uh mr mr bagels do you have any do you have any shout outs sir well in, in that vein i just want to give a shout out to mrs hyven and uh Cass yes. PSG because <laughs> they, they were a big part of that video as well and um yeah i i, I love loved listening to all three of you putting that together because i i've been looking forward to that ever ever since they kind of uh spoiled it on uh Guardians of War on one episode. <laughs> I heard about it quite a while back, <laughs> so I was, I was I was looking forward to that for a long time. So I'm really glad to get to get to hear that. And great great job, you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, de- definitely huge shout out to the to the both of them. Uh, they both did an incredible amount of work and research behind the scenes. Uh, Kaz especially, like he, I feel like he doesn't doesn't get as much. Uh, Publicity? Do we do we say that publicity? Press? Yeah, I don't well, know. Mr. PhD yeah. is another great friend of the show, and yeah. we, will, we will always sing his praises. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, really yeah, no worries. Um, no, it was great. My my name is uh my name is Taylor B. You can find me at this is Red Leader on Twitter. You can find the show at Spinfoil Theory on Twitter. You can email us spinfoiltheory at gmail dot com. Uh, you know, the pod is, uh, I think we're also on Amazon now. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out, uh, not, not that I don't mirror everything um, Trams and Bagels have said about uh, our great friends of the show. Um, but I, I, I want to put out a, a big shout out to specifically uh, my American listeners who are of voting age and able to vote. Uh, I want to give a shout out to you to vote and just urge you to do it. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm not here to talk about your politics, but I will talk about your participation. Get out there, vote. You are not too good for it. It is not beneath you. Go vote. Indeed. Yeah. Like Can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Like that is, go, go do it. Vote early if you can. Um, absentee is also another option. Although I think in a lot of, uh, places they, they count that, uh, last. So, you know, depending on how you feel about it, uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Um, we got a big election week this week, so just stay strong no matter how you feel. Uh, you know, uh, no matter what the outcome, uh, just, uh, we're, we're gonna, <laughs> you know, we, we, we can't change it once it's over. So, you know, 
just stay strong. We'll, we'll get through it. Um, <laughs> we will uh, see you guys next week. Uh, we'll have a, I think, another special episode for you within a day of uh, this release. So awesome there, too. And uh, we will see you next time. So bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That's the end of this week's topic, but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. If you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny Lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! The Lore Network.